Hi everyone and welcome back to One Dog, Two Grumps. Uh, this is our second episode and we decided that we we're going to make this our Halloween episode. Too, too spooky. Too, too spooky. So uh, what we did to prep was we watched The Shining last night, which was my first time seeing it. And then 45 minutes ago, we watched Hereditary and I only cried a little. So... Uh, I think right now we're probably going to go ahead and get into Hereditary. Yeah, I'm uh, upset, I guess. A good, yeah, me too. I'm nauseous. I'm still nauseous. Yeah, it did, uh, it did leave, like, just a feeling of unease in your stomach. Like, doom. I would say doom is an appropriate... Doom and just sad. It's like so. Hereditary just came out this year, and for anyone who hasn't heard about it, which at this point I feel like I would be surprised because this was really hyped up this year as being like the scariest fucking movie that's probably come out since The Exorcist. Like super, super scary. I think they were saying since The Shining. The Shining, yeah. I heard well, Exorcist like, too. It still it came out and everyone was like raving about it. it. Came out this summer and we had heard about it earlier in the year, but we were like too scared to go see this in the theater. Definitely, this. I mean, neither one of us are like horror movie. Oh no, people. No, so, I'm like a little bitch when it comes to that stuff. But I think it's almost like not uh, inarguable. The scariest movie, like, of the decade. Oh, for sure. Like, that could probably... Or the 21st century thus far. And it doesn't even get really, like, scary until the last 20 minutes. I think it's, like, a slow burner. It's, it's super fucking uneasy. It's, like, two hours long. So, like, the first hour and 40 minutes, it's, it's really spooky. eerie and spooky, but also, like fucking devastatingly sad at times like legitimately really yeah, sad yeah. and then the last 20 minutes are like, that's like hor- horrific hor- yeah horrific so really terrifying oh man yeah like <coughs> i'm happy i watched it like super happy i watched it because i think it's a really good movie also if tony colette does not get nominated for best actress with the academy for this i will be pissed because she was fucking incredible yeah but um she's damn good yeah i i'm glad i'm i watched it but i can't say i was like i enjoy this and i probably will make a point to never see this again should should we just spoil the shit yes and talk about it yes it's been like it came out in june if you haven't seen it already yeah go go go, go watch it shut this off Go on Amazon Prime. <clears throat> just be terrified. Sack for up hours. and watch it. Um, Turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah, watch it in the middle of the day. Not um, at night. If you have a dog, like keep them nearby. They're not going to be scared. They don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, dogs don't don't understand. They're uh, scared of the smoke alarms. Are yeah. We we found out recently that our dog is scared of smoke alarms, and I'm looking at him right now, and he's licking the cabinet doors. Yeah. So. 
I mean, that's, yeah, the, that's, he's not, that's like, the kind of dog we're Like, <laughs> Hardy is not Hereditary's target audience, clearly. Um, um, yeah, so look, we're just going to go ahead and spoil it. So, how would you describe it? So, I mean, I'm not going to go through a thing, but like... Just detail by detail. Uh, the whole plot, but... So, I, I know we were talking about it a minute ago, and I was saying that... Um, like they were grooming Charlie or whatever, but I don't think that's exactly what happened. I think what happens is so if you remember when she goes to the grief counseling okay. the first time, uh-huh. which might have been the only time. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oh god, I keep burping. Um. <laughs> uh. What was I talking about? When when she goes to grief counseling, first of all, it's not Jesus. the first time. Because remember when she... Tony Collette does like this amazing monologue where she's talking about her family. Yeah. So her family yeah, 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 is yeah. like super, super fucked up. Okay. I, I remember. Um, she's talking about... She mentions how she didn't let her mom near uh, Peter mm-hmm. when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I don't know exactly why what in her mind is the reasoning i guess like she just thought her mom was fucking weird yeah they or, were like estranged something yeah until Anyways. her second kid was born charlie. yeah so charlie's born and then like um she i guess everything's not she, like, normal but they're in. like better mm-hmm. so the grandma was around charlie when Charlie was young and like I I'm assuming like indoctrinated her into this fucking cult. That well, I don't think Charlie knew what was going on. Yeah, without I Charlie think like really Charlie knowing. so like Charlie <clears throat> to me in the movie, she seems like there's like something up with her in a way like not possessed by a demon, but like she struggles socially a little bit. But that might She's, be why. But that might be why because she, she her has grandma some, tried to put some voodoo demon shit curse on her, but anyway, um, no. Tony's talking. Not I keep calling her Tony. Her character's name is Annie. Annie, Annie keeps talking about like so. She goes to grief counseling because her mom had like just passed a week ago, and she's like, "My dad <laughs> killed himself due to starvation because yeah. he like went into psychosis." My brother had schizophrenia and killed himself when he was sixteen and left a note with to my mom blaming it all on her, saying that. He was putting like people inside of him. She was putting people in, like yeah, the, trying the to put people put inside people of inside of him. So like when you hear that, you're just like, oh, he's crazy. But then later on, it comes out that it's like, yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's probably what was happening because the grandma was like a fucking cult leader, like a demonic cult leader. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. It's just I almost feel like it's hard to talk about it. Because there's just so much shit to uncover. It's so unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, it... Um, but I think, like, since... Since they knew... I wonder if the... Like, whoever Payman is supposed to possess has to be, like, a willing participant... Because that would explain why Charlie has to inhabit Peter. And that they didn't just, like, force Peter. 
Yeah, I thought, I don't think you know? Charlie was, I don't think that Charlie inhabited Peter, though. Yeah, she did. They call him Charlie at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't catch that? I was so fucking scared. I think I just, <laughs> like, my hearing turned off at yeah. one point. I was just like, this is the scariest shit I've ever seen. But, like, it's it's just weird, too, because, like, when we, I know I read up on this a little bit afterwards, and, like, yeah. Even though it's, like, really, really scary, it's, like, some of the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, there's a lot of elements in it of, like, family drama. So, like, the, obviously the mom dies in the beginning, and, like, that's weird and everything. But Charlie dies. Um, like, what? Like, 30 minutes in? Like, 30 minutes in, Charlie dies. She's She has, like, an allergic reaction to something at a party, like, walnuts. And her brother... Peter is driving her to the hospital and she like sticks her head out for air and he drives by a telephone pole and it just fucking whacks her head clean off. It's like really traumatic. But the scene where they're burying Charlie and Tony Collette is just having a complete fucking meltdown. It was really good I thought, acting. I thought we weren't supposed to use that to describe women anymore. What? Having a meltdown. No. It's hysterical. Meltdown is different. Mm, is it? I think it is. Also, like, her fucking kid died, Daniel. No, I, yeah. I, I'm talking about the whole Serena debacle when everyone was like... Uh... I already forgot about that. The, honestly, the world is so fucked now that, like, that <laughs> is very old news to me. And that only happened, what, like, a month ago? Yeah. Yeah, but like anyway, that. like, the her acting is just, like, so good. Like, yeah, she's so, really good in it. So good. She's super emotive. There, she has a couple of monologues in there where she just like really kills it. Um, like I said, I right now out of like all of the movies we've seen this year, she's like the one standout actress where I'm like, you should be nominated for an award. I don't know if she'll necessarily win, but she definitely her performance warrants a nomination. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be like shocked if uh Ari Aster got a best director nomination which that would be bonkers cuz this is his first go around yeah. but i mean A24 i think cuz i think he did a bunch of short movies um and A24 just really like believed in him i guess this and clearly it's paid off cuz they made a lot of money i think off of that movie oh, yeah. and people it's definitely been a topic of conversation <laughs> people predicting making like award nominations or predictions I guess but I don't know if he'll get best director I definitely feel like Tony Collette is going to get a best actress nomination also I feel like the score was really good yeah, um, I think the guy who did it shit. I was reading I think that the guy who did it is actually an arcade fire he's one of their 526 band members <sighs> He was able to take a break because probably they didn't notice he was gone. There's <laughs> so fucking many of those people. But yeah, he like did the film score. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like really unsettling. I think it's a definite movie to like watch. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to like it and you're probably not going to want to watch it. Well, hell, if time. they're listening to it, to all of this at this point, they probably watched it. We probably, you're them, probably going to watch it now. We give you ample warnings that... Yeah, it's spooky as shit. And we were going to spoil it, so... Yeah. Um, or you just don't give a shit about watching it, which I also, I also get. Um, and we kind of did a poor job. <laughs> like, But it's also... Um, 
like about family trauma and mental illness Mm -hmm. and how I guess it's kind of like a sins of the father type of thing Mm -hmm. that like your your parents bullshit and not not even bullshit but like their problems and stuff like often get stuck onto their children and it just gets handed down yeah and I know like something that made me really sad in the movie for the husband is like and the character Annie is like going through so much shit and he is too like they both just lost their kid but Annie starts getting more into this like seance stuff and mm-hmm. into like the paranormal and you could tell the husband is just like god like now I have to deal with my wife like yeah. losing her fucking marbles that made me really sad too because obviously he doesn't really understand what's going on he never really does he's just like my wife is just going through like psychosis right now due to grief yeah and then peter is just like you know his mom really resents him and stuff because he's the one who's really responsible for this accident and then she's going through all her shit it's like (sighs) i also want to point out that like i've never been to a party in high school college or any other time in my life Mm -hmm. where people are like in the kitchen baking a fucking cake yeah, okay. That's, that's weird. That's weird, but, like, as soon as I saw... Because, you know, they mentioned in the beginning that Charlie's <clears> an <throat> allergy. Yeah. As soon as I saw... First of all, the amount of walnuts they had on that cutting board... It was board, an insane amount of It nuts. was like they were going to make walnut butter or something. It was, like, a crazy amount. Too much for a cake, but... Yeah, at every, like, party I've been to, no one's but, cooking anything. And they also say that Charlie is 13 at the time... And that's old enough to know, like, she's eating the chocolate bar. That's old enough to know that, like, to check on a chocolate bar if something has nuts in it. Does that make sense? Because they're like, oh, does that have nuts in it? Like, like she doesn't know. Yeah. Like, she's 13. Like, she, But also, she she's, knows. like... Weird as shit. She's super weird. Like, she... Remember, they're always yelling at her about, like not having shoes on and like sleeping outside like she she just doesn't seem like she has common sense probably because she's possessed by the fucking devil i don't know if you can have common yeah. sense when that's going on to you or happening to you but um yeah that was that was a really weird weird scene and like Poor Peter, you could tell that shit weighs super heavy on him and oh, then like yeah. i said his mom is ragging on him all the time his dad can only, like, do so much to be supportive of him. It's just, like, everything's, like, falling apart around him. Yeah. It's, it's like, heavy shit. Yeah, it's... Jesus. Yeah, the last 20 minutes of that movie is some of the... I mean, we're going to get into The Shining here in a minute. But, like, the last 20 minutes of Hereditary is... What... When it cuts to Peter waking up in his bed. And Tony Collette, so this and is she's like she's in the fucking corner of the roof. Yes, and like she's on the ceiling, but the the scary shit is the way it's set up, she's not in focus. So you don't notice for a second or two, but then like as a viewer, when you do, you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. And it then it's so scary. Cause he wakes up and sees 
Charlie. Charlie. And then he like goes to turn around and she like scurries. F- like float crawls out of the room. Oh <sighs> god. Yeah, dude. Uh, that, yeah. You know what else freaked me out? The fucking naked people. Jesus Dude, Christ. Dude, for all the other shit that's in it, like like I said, when it cuts to the naked homeboy standing in the, the, doorway, in the doorway and he's smiling and he doesn't move. Just hanging dog. Yeah. Dude. You can't really see it. No, like, but you know it's there. You know it's there. It's like, <laughs> hello. I know I like, after that, this is like totally not rational because I was like scared shitless, but I'm like, I don't want to see anyone naked for like a year. Just no, sorry. I'm also like really freaked out by when you see older people that are like into the devil. How often do you see? <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about like in real life. I'm talking about in movies, movies and, and TV stuff. because I guess <laughs> growing up in Texas, especially, you associate older older people with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And loving Jesus so much, mm-hmm. so that when you see somebody who's like, I'm, I worship the devil, you're like, like oh, you are a terrifying person. Really? I guess this is me being weird. I'm scared of people who are just really casual with nudity. That's like, who are just weird. like, I'm fucking naked all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, like, possessions and seances and stuff, They're everybody like, has to be naked. I don't know either, but, like, you could have the most banging body on the planet but if you're just like yeah i'm just gonna be naked with a lot of other naked people and just stand around and be naked you're crazy i that shit freaks me out but i hated the naked people in the woods um tony collette crawling on the ceiling terrifying and then the sound that it makes when she cuts her own head off with the piano wire because it's not fast it's fucking slow yeah it takes a while and it's loud and wet sounding ugh it's it's bad yeah ugh god yeah I don't I guess I didn't understand why they had to have their heads cut off um other than that it's disgusting and maybe maybe because that's what happened to Charlie maybe I don't know dude and then like kind of backpedaling a little bit the part where Annie is like still alive and she's like bugging out because she realizes that her friend she made Joan was like a follower of her dead mom she goes into the attic and the house for like a while everyone's like it fucking reeks in here it smells so bad but they don't know what it is and then she opens oh yeah she was like it stinks in the house and I don't know why well, she opens the attic door and all these fucking flies come out. And dude, as soon as I saw the flies, I was like, there's, there's a dead a, there's body a dead in it. Body and then you go up and she's looking around. She's like crying. She's like freaking out. And then you see the dead body in the corner with the one single lit candle. I was, I was noping out of that really hard. Because yeah, it I, turns out to be Annie's dead mom's body and it doesn't have a fucking head. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I guess it's, I'm, like, trying to find and, like, look for logical thinking in this movie, and I'm, like, you're not. I think it's almost, like, meant to disorient you. Oh, Because it's so goddamn scary. You can't, like, you, it's really hard to, like, calm yourself down. I know I was getting so freaked out, it was, like, making my head hot, which was weird. 
Yeah. That, and I think it's because I also had the blanket over my the half of my face <laughs> for a significant part of the yeah. movie. But, yeah, man, it's it's something else. I'm really curious to see what this director is going to do next. Because, like, imagine that being the first thing you ever really do. Your very first, like, full-length movie. And it's probably going to be... In, like, 20 years, they're going to be like, Hereditary is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. So, what do you think... What slash who... Do you think possessed Annie towards the end? Was that Charlie? Well, you remember? Because it's saying it was like a kid voice. So I think Charlie... No, 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 no. At the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, it might have been her mom. It might have been the mom. It might have been the mom. I'm not totally sure. I think you're probably right. It's probably the mom... God. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like the more I think about it, the more, the more freaked, freaked out, out you're getting. I yeah. Am by it. Should we transition? Do yeah. You talk see, about the shining for a second. Yeah, we can talk about the shining because, like, maybe because I've seen it so many times now. Um, the shining, while yes, scary, creepy. It's not, like, it horrifying. It, yeah, it doesn't, like, stick with you no. in that scary-ass kind of way. Um, but what would you think for watching it for the first time? For the first time, so, I thought, and I guess this is me being, like, really fucking weird. There are so many, like, really beautiful shots in that movie. Oh, yeah, Like, dude. if you just stop it, it's just so gorgeous. And there's so much symmetry in it, in the hotel. Yeah. And, like, I know I had read up on The Shining a little bit before we watched, just for some background info, and Stanley Kubrick was, like, super obsessive with lighting, and he would spend, like, fucking hours getting the lighting on scene set just right with the actors. So, typically, when you film a movie, whenever you're setting your lighting or mapping out your lighting, Mm -hmm. um, you don't use the real actors, you use stand-ins, but he made... Shelley Duvall and Jack Nicholson do their own lighting. Yeah. So they would have to come in on set hours at a time and like he would reshoot scenes like a hundred fucking yeah, times in I've a row. He was super obsessive and I think it shows like in the movie because it's like even though it's like this super slow burning eerie fucking movie like it's it's a gorgeous movie. And also the scene where Danny is wearing the Apollo 11 sweater is <laughs> such a delicious fuck you yeah. to the moon landing deniers who think that Stanley Kubrick filmed that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, it's really good. And um, like I said, from like, just like a, a movie or film standpoint, like it's clearly super well made. The acting in it is really, really fucking good. But it's, to me, it's, like, nowhere near as scary as Hereditary was. I did not have nearly the same reaction. No. Um, Yeah, it was also, you know, made almost... 40 years ago? Yeah. That's crazy to think about. And I know, too, like, something that... Wait. 1980 is, like, 38 years ago, man. Yeah, dude. That's that's right. That's crazy. Um, With The Shining 2, like... Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall 
did not fucking come to play, man. They are both... Shelley Duvall, though, like... I I don't... I don't know if I really like her in it. Oh, I think she's, she's perfect. Too, like... Especially towards the end, like... I don't know. I guess it's, like, hard to be like, you're acting hysterical, but, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, she does a lot of weird Well, I mean, if you think face. about it, there's, like, a lot of, like, people who've come forward and supported this. But Stanley Kubrick basically did whatever he could to make her feel as isolated as possible when they were filming to make her lose her shit. Like, yeah. Shelley Duvall had to go to a mental, like, a <laughs> mental institution after filming The Shining. Yeah. Which is fucking bonkers. He would, like, tell anyone on cast and crew... Like, you're not allowed to talk to Shelly. Um, you're not allowed to, like, really back her for anything. She's on her own. And he would, like, yell at her and say that she was wasting everyone's time and, like, really fucking dig into her to just break her over this filming, which is Pretty so fucked up. fucked up. Yeah. But I, he did it because I think he knew that if he really egged her on she would have this crazy reaction, which, like, when you watch that movie, her her just losing her shit seems so real, but it was really happening to her in a way, in, like, yeah. real time. And then Jack Nicholson. I could talk about Jack Nicholson in this for, like, a long-ass time. We should do, like, a Jack Nicholson episode. That would be pretty interesting, especially after we saw Easy Rider. This summer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's dope and easy Jack Nicholson's eyebrows alone are better actors than I would say 60% of the professional actors out there in the world right now. Yeah. He's when, so emotive. When he's uh, talking to Danny mm-hmm. in in his bedroom. Yeah. You know, you you remember what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. He's, he's so scary in that moment. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's I, I also never like put it all together until I watched it this time. Mm-hmm. Um you see the Joker. Like oh, yeah, you that's... see that coming into into uh fruition. At first, like I always was like, Why did they put Jack Nicholson as the Joker? But then you see the shining and you're like, Oh, I know exactly I, yeah, why. I can you can kinda see it. And also, I don't know if you saw this when you're watching, but like you can tell from the beginning that Jack Torrance is such a fucking asshole. You see yeah. it in his eyes yeah. that he's so, like, mean. Yeah. And then, like, Shelley Duvall, in contrast to him, is, like, so timid. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting dynamic between the two of them. That yeah. little boy, so creepy. Also, interesting fact, Stanley Kubrick was apparently, like, really protective of that kid. Mm-hmm. So when they were filming it, they told him it wasn't a scary movie. They were like, oh, it's yeah. a drama. He, they wouldn't let him watch the original movie, so he made a super edited version to show him when he was like a kid. Really? Because he didn't want him to get freaked out. Huh. But I mean, if you were a kid, I feel like, I feel like you wouldn't understand like how scary that actually is. You'd just be kind of confused. You know, uh, Stanley, or not Stanley. Uh, Stephen King wrote a sequel. No. That came out like a few years ago. Really? Called Doctor Sleep, and it's about Danny Torrance as an adult. Oh wow. Yeah. 
Okay. And I think he's like, uh, I don't know if he's like a drug addict or an alcoholic or something well, like that. It has to be at least one of those things after yeah. that shit goes I'll, down. I might read it. Um, and okay. I think they're turning it into either a mini series or like a TV movie or something. That might be really interesting. I don't interesting. know who's doing it or what, what network it's going to be on. Um, also, ironically, Shelley Duvall and Tony Collette look kind of similar. They, you know what it is? It's their eye shape. Eyes, they have yeah. the big rounded eye shape. But yeah, I know, um, like I said, I did like quite a bit of reading on The Shining to kind of prep myself. I try not to read like a ton of spoilers, but I just want to know more about the actors and the actresses in it, like mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick. And um, originally Stephen King, I guess, didn't really want Shelley Duvall to have this role because it wasn't like what he had pictured for her and Steve that Stanley Kubrick was like no it has to be Shelley supposedly Stephen King like hated everything about this movie yeah he said it was like I think I read a quote saying it was like a really nice car with no engine or something yeah like it was just weird but I also read something too that Stanley Kubrick would fuck with Stephen King so hard and call him at like three o'clock in the morning and just ask him stuff like do you believe in God and then, like, hang up on him. He was... He seemed like a real psychopath. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. He definitely was. Um, what, was what, what do you think about the the ending? Like, do you think it... What do you think it means? I think... Okay, so, you know, you see that picture... Yeah, Of yeah, all yeah. the people in the ballroom from, like, the early 1920s. And, like, Jack is right in the middle of it. Yeah. I think that Jack is a demon that has been bound to the hotel and he like got to come back. He's always supposed to come back at the hotel and he's like cursed to be there forever. Hmm. What do you think? Um, I, I was re I was reading up about it last night mm-hmm. and, uh, there's a theory that like, <sighs> basically, there's there's like a part or like a different version of you mm-hmm. that is always tied to the hotel uh-huh. because they also at the beginning the manager dude is explaining the the uh, the murder in 1970 to mm-hmm. Jack mm-hmm. and uh, what is his name he says his name was Charles Grady yeah but then when he meets him or when he meets the ghost. He says his name is Delbert Grady. And so the the theory is that like Delbert Grady was the Overlook Hotel like version of Charles Grady. Oh weird. That like inhabited him and caused him to kill his wife and kids. That's really interesting. It's a it's like kinda overly complicated and I don't know if it makes any sense. Um, yeah. I think, too, with, like, Stanley Kubrick making this movie, I think a lot of shit is not supposed to make sense. Like, he, he doesn't... I think he's, like, a director who, like, doesn't give a fuck if you get his movie or not. Yeah. Or got his movie or not. I feel like he's just, like, you're just gonna get what you get. Yeah, the, uh... I... I kind of want to watch it, like, over and over again, and kind of create a map of the Overlook Hotel because there's a lot of it that, like, doesn't make sense. No, like, I know one thing that they talk about whenever Danny is on his tricycle uh-huh. 
you know, the shots where he's just going around and around and people are like, okay, if that's a hallway, it doesn't make sense. The reason why they're doing that though is to get the shot. It's a movie, so they built the set that way. Mm-hmm. But like that's that's to get the shot that they want. So there's gonna be like stuff in there that wouldn't really be very like sensible. But at the same time, I know you mentioned to me like when we were watching it that you'll look back and like background sets get tweaked, so it's not really the same. Yeah, there's. We should watch uh, Room Two Three Seven, that documentary about it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of like nonsense in there, but there's some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, they're talking about at the beginning when Jack goes to the interview. Mm-hmm. He walks in, takes a left. Like you see the hallway continue. Yeah. And there's like offices or rooms all on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. But he takes a left like early, and then takes a right mm-hmm. into uh, what's his name's the the manager's office Mm -hmm. and in his office there's a window at the back and behind him is like outdoors Mm -hmm. and it's like but that doesn't make any sense because that hallway keeps going and there's rooms on the left oh like it yeah but the biggest one is is when uh what's his what's his name scatman crothers uh, takes him into the freezer. Oh yeah. And then when he, they come back out, the shot, the shot is the same from when they entered, but the background is different. Do you think he did that to be disorienting? Oh, absolutely. Because it's like and this I, subtle mind fuck. Yeah, because like, I didn't notice it the first few times because you're not watching the background. Yeah. You're watching the people. Yeah. Um. But I also think Stanley Kubrick was just weird enough that he was like, I'm going to do this and, like, see if people notice. Yeah. Yeah. I know, dude, the bathtub scene with the old lady and then the young lady. Oh, man. That is weird. That's, like, the one part where I'm like, oh, this really freaked me out. The rest of it was, like eerie or like a little tense or spooky but like not it wasn't scary to me the way hereditary is scary yeah i know um like whenever we were kind of coming up with this episode idea i for me i was thinking like okay the shining is like a classic horror movie everyone's seen it except obviously me until yesterday and um it's supposed to be like a horror movie that still stands up like through the test of time and everything but like people were talking so much about hereditary and they're like this is gonna be like the shining of our generation Mm -hmm. and like personally i i think i enjoyed the shining more because it didn't make me feel totally dead inside the way hereditary did but i think hereditary is like by far the scarier it's definitely scarier definitely um scary so unsettling yeah yeah um i don't know i i i dig the shining a lot it's i yeah it's i really a, liked it i know i told you this this blew my mind that it's the lowest rated metacritic movie of stanley kubrick's and isn't that like That's the movie really he's probably movie. the most famous for i think so yeah it's gotta be 
Yeah. I mean, Full Metal Jacket's up there, too. I've never seen that. It, it's strange. Um, yeah. Everybody remembers it from, like, the first 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of it gets strange. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> we, um, changing course entirely... Uh, we did watch the new episode of the Romanoffs this morning. Um, definitely the best episode. By far. So far. By far. I. I this uh, one was touching. I feel like it also felt like the most real, I guess. Or like normal. Like I feel like that's like a yeah. normal situation that happens like way more than people probably anticipate. Yeah. I know some people might argue that about episode two with like him having that weird affair. But also, I think that when most people do that, they don't try to like murder their spouse by attempting to push <laughs> them off a cliff. Yeah. So to me, this felt not relatable. Like I've done that, but a little bit more... How would you put it? Um, Tangible? It felt more... Yeah, I think real. Um, Amanda P was great. Yeah, she is good. Um, and then Roger Sterling. What's that actor's name? John John Slattery. He's just serving looks. <laughs> like, he could be a dog shit actor, and I would still be like, just be in everything, because you're the ultimate silver fox. Yeah, but I don't I don't think he's a bad actor. No, um, I think he's really good. I mean, he was Roger Sterling. Yeah. The other side of that is, though, like, every time I look at him, I'm just like, oh, it's Roger. It's just like Dave like, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle playing Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Lady Gaga as Lady Gaga. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure actors must get so frustrated with that shit. Like, John Hamm yeah, will like, always be Don Draper. Or... Chris Evans will always be Captain America. I like if I was a working actor, I could see where that shit would get so old so fast. You'd want to move on to other work. That one's, I I think it's worse when you go from TV, which which weirdly like maybe because he he physically changed so much, but like Chris Pratt, like I believe him. I'm like that's Star Lord. That's not Andy Dwyer. See me, even though he's like fucking ripped now i still see him sometimes not that i'm just out there watching um guardians of the galaxy all the time because that's not really my bag but i still see him and i'm like oh andy got skinny like yeah or got not even no definitely not skinny andy got fucking ripped yeah but yeah i i'm really bad about that honestly i'm one of those people that i'm like if i see an actor particularly in like a tv show and they just like fucking nail it claire foy queen of england that's like the, that's the queen that's the queen that's baby queen um um yeah this but this episode like do you think that's a thing that a lot of women i guess it's probably both um men and women but it probably women more so actually I don't know if struggle with is the right term but uh yeah I guess struggle with um like becoming a grandmother I think like in the not that they're like sad about 
having a grandchild, but they're like like it means it changes like a stage in your life and yeah. like she talks about not feeling attractive anymore and this and that yeah. like like you like you're put into a different category you're put in a different category i know i was actually at a really good conversation kind of similar to this with a coworker a couple of weeks ago um she's a parent and she was talking about how like a lot of women when they become like parents instead of being like referred to by their name people only want to ask about their kid and ask about mom shit and it's like they lose their identity just to like being a parent Mm -hmm. and i think that that happens too as really especially for women whenever you become like a grandmother or a mom like people aren't going to be like oh it's diane they're like oh it's grandma and i could see where that shit would feel so fucking bleak i would i feel like i would be mad because it's it sucks that like people like you have a kid or you become a grandparent and then people just see that one aspect of your life as being like your entire reason for existence because i don't think that that happens to men like nearly to the same degree that happens to women probably not oh yeah you seem like you're getting tired (sighs) hashtag always tired yeah um Sorry, I won't use the word hashtag anymore. Yeah, that, that, uh, was, a, that was a one and done thing, guys. That's no fucking, more. That's None fucking of that. annoying. That's, oh, I hate it. Um, yeah, it's... I, I'm trying to figure out if there is even, like, an ultimate theme to that show. There, I don't think there is. I don't... I think it's, I think it's individually I think it's, packaged. like, an anthology to, in, like, a true sense. Yeah. Like, everything is its own little micro message and they're all like tied to each other in some kind of weird ass way yeah that doesn't really matter i think that i i think that that point of like he just picked the romanovs just to kind of tie it together convenient somehow yeah but he really was just like oh i just want to do like an anthology series about like different groups of people and i will somehow find this weird obscure way to link it all together because i'm matt wiener and Mm -hmm. i can write about fucking anything yeah. Um, I think that would make more sense. I know... How many more episodes are left? I think four. Four? Okay. I wish it... On the one hand, I understand why they're only doing, like, one a week, but I'm spoiled now with, like, streaming services. I'm like, give it to me now. Like, give me all of it. Or I don't want it at all. I appreciate, um, like, watching one episode a week. Some shows are good that way Uh but there's a lot of shows now that are like they're filmed and written i don't know if written but they're they're made to like be streamed like maniac is like that oh yeah where like you should watch it all kind of together or sometimes like or conversely like game of thrones to me is meant to be an every week thing yeah. I don't think that's it. I don't think it's nearly as good when you stream it all together. I think it's very fatiguing. Yeah. Because there is sh- so much shit going down. True Detective was uh at least season 1 was uh like the best about that. Uh-huh. Because what what it did is it it uh gave the internet like time to talk about it. Oh yeah. And like develop their own theories. I still And Game of Thrones is kind of the same way, but Yeah. I still, like, Russ Cole forever, man. I think that's probably, 
Season one of True Detective, I think, is my favorite season of television ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's so good. It's really but incredible. I could talk about that on another episode for a really long time. So yeah. we should probably table yeah, that we'll for some other time. Yeah, but maybe we'll do that. Anyways. Anyway. So, hereditary, spookiest shit. Spookiest shit. Um, shining, shining, gorgeous, good. and creepy. Yeah, really good. Uh, hereditary is really good. Just hereditary, like, made me nauseous and cry a little bit. Yeah. The scene wherever fear. they do the seance and Annie is freaking out and she's like, "You have to hold my hand and do the seance," and you can tell. That the dad and Peter are so, like, upset by this. Yeah. Made me tear up, because I'm like, wow, that would be really sad if my mom did that. I'd be super fucking freaked out. But, yeah, I've, like, never had such a strong, negative, like, freaked out reaction to a movie as I did to Hereditary. So, by that alone, I definitely think it's worth seeing. If you want to be really upset. Are you having a shit day? And you want to make it even shittier? Yeah. And be so fucking scared that you're going to sleep with all your lights on. Yeah. And you have to sing the Backstreet Boys to yourself every few minutes <laughs> like we had to. Watch Hereditary. Yeah. What are... Uh, I don't know what we're going to do for our next... Episode. Yeah. I feel like we need to come up with like some kind of recording schedule. Like epi. Yes. I feel... I would like to stick with like two a week. I think two a week would be good for us. We, we have the time. But, um, yeah, we'll probably talk to you guys in a couple of days. Yeah. Thank you for joining in Vote for, for episode Beto. two. Vote for Beto. <laughs> yeah. Blue wave. <laughs> yeah, I almost said hashtag again. Yeah, don't ever do that. I like don't do that in real life either. I know this. I don't know why. I don't know why the podcast is making you. Yeah, I don't know. I think lay I'm, that on thick. I think I'm sleepy. You're tired. Well, anyways. Again, the sun's down. <laughs> Sun's down. Daniel's Sun, sun's getting real low. Sun's getting real low. <laughs> Daniel's going to sleep. Don't forget to vote. And we will check y'all later. Sounds good. Sounds good. Bye.